Welcome, tribe, to episode 85 of Bridging Realities and Accessible Astrology Podcast. I'm your host, Eugenia Crock. How's it going? What a wild ride it's been since we last spoke. The nodes of the moon have officially shifted into Cancer and Capricorn. Jupiter has shifted into Sagittarius. Today's episode is going to focus on the nodes shifting into Cancer and Capricorn. This is a big one. This is a big shift personally for me and of course globally for all. And so I would imagine your lives taste and feel and look a little bit different than they've been looking the last 18 months with the nodes of the moon in Leon Aquarius. In today's episode, I'm going to share with you the research that I've been working on for the last few weeks about the node shifting into Cancer and Capricorn. I have a much further extensive presentation that I am offering to all of you. I'm going to get into that information. It's a much longer version of this where I go into very detailed uh, charts of people with this placement in their chart with historical events which have occurred with the nodes in Cancer and Capricorn. And uh, and yeah, I'm gonna go through it briefly in this episode and give you all really good information about this shift and things to digest and think about. And um, if you want the further version, I'm gonna explain a little bit later how to achieve getting that in a really neat way, in a, in a creative way. So I'm going to do a little personal check-in with all of you, uh, you know, because I, I owe it to all of you. I've got so many listeners out there, thousands of you, in fact, who listen to me weekly, well, when I can post an episode and support my work. And I've got this incredible group of tribe members who support my work and I feel I owe all of you an explanation about my absence as of recent. I guess the first thing for me to explain is that I have a nodal placement in my chart where the south node is in Capricorn and the north node is in Cancer. So I am going into what we call a nodal return. These happen every 18 years, and they're pretty big transits. They're pretty big turning points in our personal lives because they are transits that force inauthentic behaviors out of our life so we can become more aligned with authentic path that is written by the stars for us. And I think of life as an onion. And I think about the core of the onion is who we really are, and the layers of the onion are the programs that we are given. So we're programmed by, of course, our family of origin. We are programmed by our immediate environment. Uh, We are programmed by our culture and our society at large. And when we look into our personal charts, that's what we see. We see the difference of the program of what we were told we were supposed to be and the authentic version of who we actually are. And that's my job as an astrologer is to peel back those layers and show you where you're heading, you know, give you the tools and the resources and the skill to get to the core of who you actually are, to validate 
those feelings to say, yes, I see that you were told to be an educator, but actually you're a learner or something of that nature. And so my nodes are in Cancer and Capricorn. And as we go in, in and through and weave through this episode, I'm going to explain that with detail. Um, but a personal story uh, to lead us into this is necessary because it will very well and very much describe the nodes in Cancer and Capricorn, but also what a nodal return is because I'm having it. So I'm experiencing firsthand, well, I'm having my second nodal return, but I'm experiencing very firsthand what this is. And I really am understanding it more and more. Capricorn is the energy of the masculine. It's the energy of the produce and do. Again, I'm going to explain this more throughout the episode. Cancer is the energy of the feminine, the still and be in nurture. And so when I was born in 1983, I was born into a culture that was a post-feminist culture a society where birth control was highly available and where I was told I could become whatever I wanted to become when I grew up. I was encouraged to follow my dreams. Little did anybody say what it would take to achieve that dream or really what that dream was. But I was also encouraged to be great be highly successful, in fact, highly masculine. In my immediate family, I was immediately put into sports. At age three, when I could start walking well, I was on a set of skis. Before I knew it, I was on a basketball team and a softball team and played tennis and did swimming and um, golf. And any sport, literally, that was possible, I was uh, placed into by my family. And this is what we see in the charts is we're born into families that have a set of values and beliefs that is theirs. And they believe if they raise their children from these sets of values and beliefs, that it will give them the greatest advantage. And certainly that's what my parents assumed is if I was in all these sports, it would give me a great advantage. And so I went into life very competitive and this is a very Capricorn energy. And not only was I taught to compete against my sisters in sports, but I was also taught to compete against men. And I was taught to not only compete against men, but be better at life than them. And not really given a lot of value around the feminine parts of life to, you know, dress nice and be dainty and, you know, don't pick up too many loads and things of this nature. And of course I was born into a very, very large body and very tall and almost six feet tall and got big Polish bones. And so my whole life I learned to work hard, very, very hard. And I have been working hard. I've been working full-time for myself as a professional astrologer for three years I have been modeling my business uh, to those of my colleagues who are quite successful, which uh, are in, in general are more men than women who are full-time astrologers, even though there's, I think, more 
astrologers at large who are women, the real successful ones I've noticed have been men. And so I've been trying to model my business around them and keeping up with them, you know, at the pace that these men are able to, to, to produce. I mean, I'm so in awe of these men and what they're able to achieve in their life and what they're able to do. And so I thought I had to keep up with them and I've pushed really hard for years and I've had some health issues um, come up recently. And so I had to step back from the podcast and work in general to find out what was going on with me. And um, unfortunately I have found out that I have um, bigger health problems than I suspected and greater health problems than I had assumed. Uh, I think somewhere in me, I knew something was wrong, but I was trying to deny it because I wanted to serve all of you and I wanted to, to be successful and be great, very Capricornian. And I, I haven't been nurturing myself for years, Cancer, North Node in the second house. I've been serving and I've been working and pushing and I've made myself sick and I have to literally change the course of my life to tend to my health now. I'm also having a Saturn square, which might be reserved for another conversation, but I have Saturn retrograde conjunct Pluto opposing the moon in the sixth house. Uh, it's again, this, this, this struggle, this internal battle I have between masculine and femininity. And so I'm sick. I've got problems and I'm upset about it and I'm worried about it. And I've sacrificed my health and my well-being for my career, which is such a Capricorn thing to do. And now with my nodal return, God and goddess above are forcing me to step into my cancer north node. And subsequently, everything in my business now has to change. I cannot keep up at the rate I've been keeping up at. My body is broken and tired. And I need your help. I at this point, can't imagine I'm going to be able to post podcasts every week. I'm going to do my best to continue to post them and to serve you and my clients. But I do need your help. And so I'm going to be giving this very long presentation as an addendum to this episode about the node shifting into Cancer and Capricorn. And, uh, it will be nice and long and full and give you a really good picture of what's about to happen the next 18 months and what has happened with the nodes in Cancer and Capricorn. And you'll see other individuals just like me who have Camp Capricorn South Node. I go into um, the queen. She's got a South Node in Capricorn and she has ruled England forever. Um, Beyonce, I'll get into the difference of her chart because she's got a different true node, mean node chart. I'll go into the explanation of the difference of that. Um, but Beyonce is a hardworking gal as well. Um, and there's a lot of men's charts I will go into, but you'll see a similarity. So Serena Williams has this. She's an incredible tennis player and incredibly masculine. And I don't know what those women are going to experience during their nodal return, but I do know what I'm experiencing. 
And so that presentation will be available to all of you listeners for donation-based price. I have a big medical bill ahead of me and a big medical journey ahead of me. And I don't know how long it's going to last and I don't know how expensive it's going to be. But as it is now, my business is not nearly sustainable enough to pay for this and to take care of myself and take care of my health. And so I'm forced to ask for help and consider leaving this profession altogether to tend to what needs to be tended to. I've cried a fuckload the last few weeks having to face this reality. But I think with your help, I can make this happen. And so that video is available for a donation-based fee. And so what you do is go to accessibleastrology.com and under learn, you'll see a tab for products. And there is a bunch of videos there of me educating you all. There is a astrology one-on-one video. There is a video on the goddesses there, which is like two and a half hours. There is a video on Saturn return and many more. And you, uh, there's a tab at the top. And if you want to help me out, you click the donation button and donate whatever you think might help me to get through this, but also to keep me able to continue with this profession. And, um, and that's one thing you can do to help. And when you do the donation button, just donate what you got and however you want to help me, if you can, and I would be wildly grateful. And I will give you one of those videos for free. So when you do the donation, just make a note that you would like to purchase this video or that video, and I will provide that video to you via email with a link to download it. Another thing that will change is in order to keep this podcast sustainable and to keep my life sustainable, I will be changing the tribe fee. Um, Right now it's $10 a month, but starting in January, I will up it to $15 a month. And hopefully that $15 will be good for, again, helping me um, be sustainable with this work. And for those of you who are tribe members currently, you will be grandfathered in at the $10 a month rate. And a lot of people are doing the monthly horoscopes and getting, giving me really, really excellent feedback. And if that's something you'd like, I'm opening up more opportunities for that as well. And the last opportunity, and this is through Christmas, is to, if any reading you book, you will get a free video with that. So a free um, video download, whether it be the one-on-one uh, lecture or any of the other lectures. And that way we're helping each other. I'm reading your chart and you're getting a gift as well. So that's what's happening and that's what's real and that is sincere. And, you know, I was wondering if I should even put out a podcast, if I should just take this thing down and give up and, you know, figure out a way to take care of my health. And I decided I'm going to try to be brave and put a message out there to you in the world. Can you help me? I've been doing a lot to help all of you for years now with podcasts for free and lots of information out there for free. And 
I just can't keep up with the boys. I can't. And my readings are quality and what I do in the tribe is quality. And I deserve sustenance. It's time and I have to ask for it. And I have to receive it. My body demands it at this point. So I appreciate all of your support, all of your donations, and thank you so much in advance. So let's go ahead and get into the topic at hand, this um, more intense topic into the nodes of Cancer in Capricorn. Okay, so let's get into the Cancer Capricorn nodal shift. And for tribe members, you lovely ladies who um, commit to $10 a month or more to help support this work, you will have this episode via video. It's not the full presentation, but you'll get a lot out of the visual aid of this episode as well. And of course, you can join the tribe at patreon.com slash realities. All of the information is, is, is at accessibleastrology.com. Um, but there, there's just like tons of episodes and tons of bonus content information and um, a pretty active group, Facebook group, which is neat. Um, so uh, so I, I have here the Cancer Capricorn Nordal Shift, the Council of Grandmothers, and I'm going to go more into this, this detailed information throughout the presentation and the longer presentation, but I really see the next 18 months as the Council of Grandmothers. When we think about cancer, we have to think about the summer. It is the solstice, the summer solstice here in the Northern Hemisphere. It's that time where we get to chill out, where the plants are super lush and beautiful and there's fruit and veggies growing easily and there's a lot of sun and there's a lot of daylight and therefore we have a really incredible opportunity to enjoy life to be in the great outdoors and sit by a river and just simply be. In the season of Capricorn, we're hitting the winter solstice, the darkest time of the year, the time where um, we don't really get to be. We are working hard to get everything done before the new year of January 1st, the calendar new year. Capricorn is that time of year where it's all about business, baby. It's all about Black Friday and even though it's Sagittarius, um, but it's Christmas, it's New Year's Eve, it's making lists and getting shit done and spending money and making money and being successful financially. And it is that production energy. And so this is what leads us to the understanding of cancer as a feminine energy and Capricorn as a masculine energy by and large. Themes of this nodal placement of Cancer Capricorn is equality, man versus woman, androgyny, work versus home, production versus stillness, empire, conquer, rule, royalty, and family. And why the Council of Grandmothers? In the essence of the heart of winter, when it's Capricorn season, we sit around a fire and we hold the space for the dark. In the essence of cancer season, we sit around a fire and hold the space of stillness. Right now, the call is for the council of grandmothers to step forward, and that's all of you. The feminine archetype inside of you that can hold the space for change, 
for the globe, for your neighbor, for your friend, for your family member, to show up and be responsible for the brothers and sisters that you share this land with, to hold them while they experience pain and suffering, and to be still in that moment, to have the wisdom, the grace to hold the space for humanity, for change, for love. So the nodes of the moon are all about the moon. And the moon, of course, is the feminine element of astrology. And the sun is consistent. The sun goes up, the sun goes down. It's a very predictable cycle in astrology. But the moon, she changes. She waxes and she wanes and she shifts and changes direction in the sky. Her dance in the sky is ever-changing, ever-present, like a woman, like the feminine energy. And so the moon's nodes is a complicated orbit that I'll be sharing more in the longer version of this. But there's a picture here of how the nodes actually work and how they intersect in space. But essentially, the nodes is a space in the sky where the moon's orbit and the Earth's orbit connect and kiss and shift every 18 months. And it shows us the deep underlining feminine presence of the moon and the energy of that placement. And so when the nodes are in particular signs, we notice that we have eclipses in those signs. So we are approaching eclipse season of Cancer and Capricorn for the next 18 months. And eclipses, of course, represent the big shifts in consciousness around particular topics. Most recently, it was Leo and Aquarius, and now it will be topics about Cancer and Capricorn. So we can suspect for the next few, well, the next 18 months, a lot of discussion around that masculine feminine energy, a lot of discussion around family, home, and work. The nodes, of course, represent fate and destiny, the south node representing the past and the north node the future. Of course, like I just explained, I have a south node in Capricorn, so I was the past of my life has been primarily Capricorn in nature, primarily masculine in nature. The north node is how our future unfolds, and it is the organic process of discernment and authenticity as we grow into our true nature, our true selves, cancer in the case of myself, and cancer in the case of the collective right now. Are we working too hard? Are we doing too much? And what do we need to do to nurture ourselves and our brothers and our sisters? I'll get into the difference of the true and the mean node in the more serious two-hour-long conversation, but you'll see here, Triave, I'm showing you pictures of Beyonce's true north node is in Leo, and her mean north node, where'd that one go, is in um, Capricorn. I must have missed that or skipped past it. Let's see. How do you go back and forth on this thing? Let's see. There we go. There we go. So her mean North Node is in Cancer, and she's that badass woman, that badass mother archetype. And then, of course, she's also the fierce Leo archetype with her true node in Leo. So look into your charts to see the difference. Um, so you can know your own nodal placement based on the true versus the mean. They might be different based on when you were born. I'll go into that in a longer presentation. 
so the true node of the the the, the true nodes are shifting November six, two thousand eighteen, until May fourth of two thousand twenty, and the mean node is shifting November fifteenth to June fourth of two thousand and twenty. And I go into past notable events and some of the notable events that have happened under this notable placement is Martin Luther King delivers his, I have a dream speech. Uh, John F. Kennedy was assassinated and he actually has this notable placement natally in his chart. So that was his um, notable return was an assassination. Nelson Mandela was sentenced to life in prison in South Africa. Lyndon B. Johnson signs the Civil Rights Act and Voting Rights Act into law. The Great Alaska Earthquake and resulting in 139 people um, who died and the largest U.S. earthquake and second largest ever recorded. So this, these events, and I'm going to go through a huge list in the longer presentation, but they all start to help us understand the energy of of this, and this is why I'm bringing up these past events. And I said in a few episodes that the nodes were in Aquarius and Leo during 9/11, and I was wrong. And this is part of my thing that's going on. I've been so rushed and so pressured to produce and keep up and try to be successful that I've completely lost the quality of my work. And I was wrong in those episodes where I said that the nodes were in Cancer and Capricorn during 9/11. So something to keep in mind. And um, President Reagan proclaimed a war on drugs. President Bush proclaimed a war on terror. So these are some of the events that have happened with the Cancer Capricorn placement. And now, in this chart, I'm showing us a really, 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 to me, powerful date that is coming up um, this in 2019 and I've heard a lot of astrologers go on about 2020 and I get it because there's all this conjunction business with um, Pluto and Saturn and Jupiter and all this stuff is going on in 2020 and I get that it's going to be a big impressive year but there is nothing like the chart of Christmas of 2019 literally nothing I went back in my solar fire program and I searched the last 20,000 years and the only time in 20,000 years that Pluto, Saturn, I didn't even put in Ceres, but Ceres, South Node, Jupiter, Moon, and Sun were all in Capricorn for an eclipse. The only time that's happened in the last 20,000 years was in, four, it was in 549. And the only time it's going to happen again for the next few tens of thousands of years is in 3,490. So you can see this chart here um, if you're following along in the presentation, but we're going to have an eclipse on Christmas of 2019 that is literally unbelievable. It's, 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 there's, <laughs> I don't know how to describe it, to be completely honest. And I've been researching these charts for weeks to really try to understand it. And of course, I can't predict the future, and I don't want to, and I really have no desire to try to. Um, but I can say this alignment just like never happens. This is so fucking rare. It's happened one time in 20,000 years, and it's only going to happen one more time for the next like 10 to 20,000 years. It's just really, really mind-blowing. And we're going to have this massive, massive Capricorn eclipse. It's just a big deal. And it's, you know, the eclipse happens with Jupiter conjunct the eclipse. And, you know, you've got Saturn, Pluto conjunct and Ceres there. Let's not forget about the mother. And all the while, 
Cancer is the North Node. So what does this say to us? It says that there might become a very strong masculine energy. And that means even if you're a woman. And masculine energy is all about fight and conquer and succeed and win. And we're starting, we've seen it the last um, 18 months with the nodes in, in uh, Leo and Aquarius. And we've seen a lot of women fighting. A lot of angry women have taken to the streets and fought. And there's more women now in um, the U.S. Um, um, political system than ever before, which is phenomenal. But the caution here is, how do we want to show up as women in this world, as the feminine energy in this world? Are we meant to fight like men or are we meant to nurture like women? And that's the question for all of us to be asking ourselves. And I can say personally firsthand that with a Capricorn South known natally in my chart, I've always felt this very strong need to do. And I'm a workaholic and I work all the time and I work hard and I don't work smart and I just so rarely allow myself to be nurtured and I've had a lot of situations in life that I just have simply not been nurtured to be completely honest and with this north node in cancer in the next 18 months especially with this phenomenally historic eclipse that's happening on Christmas Day of 2019 depending on where you're in the world it happens um, on the 26th and some other parts. Um, we have to hold the space of this feminine energy, the council of grandmothers. We have to come together and just be and accept and have the wisdom to know that this too shall pass. And I don't know what's going to happen and I'm not going to try to fear tact anybody. In fact, this chart's going to go into, this presentation actually goes into some charts of people with Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto in a sign and they're fucking badass fucking people. I'll tell you what, like anyone born with this chart is going to be a kick ass human, like truly like something we've never seen. I mean, a real game changer for the world at large. And this is a real game changing time in history. And I don't care if you're an astrologer or not, you know that, you feel that. And it is represented in the sky, certainly. And so in this next chart, uh, it just shows you where that eclipse is going to be on the, the 25th of, of December of 2019. And it goes um, from Saudi Arabia um, through Oman, India, into Indonesia, and that whole area, Bali, the Philippines, Thailand, and above uh, Australia. So it's that kind of um, Middle Eastern oceanic area. So that's where the eclipse will actually be taking place if you want to go watch it. <laughs> so here are um, a note about people with Saturn and Jupiter and Pluto in the same sign. Uh, this was a configuration that happened in the late um, 1980 and 81. And this doesn't happen super often where these three dance together in the same sign, but it happened to be that way um, where Jupiter and Saturn and Pluto were all in the sign of Libra, the way they're about to be in Capricorn. 
and this is just one of these like notes to self, like not to get too freaked out about this transit because these are the people who were born with it. Uh, Beyonce, Justin Timberlake, uh, Jennifer Hudson, Serena Williams, Alicia Keys, Meghan Markle, Amy Schumer, um, Paris Hilton, Ivanka Trump, Natalie Portman, and literally the list goes on and on. And there's some more of those photos in this, in this photo. Um, but these are not like normal humans. These are like badass motherfuckers. Like, Oh my God. Like Beyonce and Justin Timberlake have this Alicia Keys. Come on. Like this is a power energy. When these three plants come together, it is so powerful and you can see it because these people in this um, picture are incredibly powerful humans. So I go a little bit further back into um, times when the nodes were in Cancer and Capricorn, and I go all the way back to 3100 BCE um, when the Egyptian civilization began, when um, King Namar founded the first Egyptian dynasty. And I didn't include this in this particular presentation, but Egypt has a lot of interesting things that happened during this little placement. So be on the lookout for Egypt in the next 18 months. And having just lived there, um, it's such a fucking awesome place. And I think more and more people are going to understand that all the time. Um, and this is the chart of, of Egypt's discovery or the beginning of its dynasty. And it is with um, Saturn and Capricorn and the South Node in Capricorn and Mars in Capricorn and Athena and et cetera, et cetera. And you can look at that chart in the presentation. Uh, another kind of important world event that occurred with um, uh, Cancer Capricorn is in 1500 BCE, the Vedic period began. And the Vedic period is truly one of the longest living uh, empires in history. It's, there's very few empires that have lasted as long as the Vedic Empire. And they, and they started under a Cancer Capricorn rule. You can look at the chart in that in the longer presentation. The Rosetta Stone was carved out during a, a lot of stuff in Capricorn with the South Node and Pluto and Capricorn and a lot of other things going on in Capricorn. And the Rosetta Stone was, a, it's a, it was, it is a very big deal because it allowed um, modern man to translate the hieroglyphics off of the Egyptian tombs, which has given us more information than we can possibly understand. And three in 30 BCE, Egypt becomes a province of the Roman Empire. So this is when Caesar Augustus um, versus Cleopatra. And this is, again, a really huge point of man versus woman because Caesar Augustus came in and took Egypt from Cleopatra. And there's a, a huge long saga uh, between Cleopatra and Rome um, because she fancied those Romans. But nevertheless, this is just a very, like, perfect example of Rome taking over Egypt um, during this transit, that masculine versus feminine energy. And that's the chart for that. Um, and this is kind of an interesting thing that I realized in my research is a shitload of plagues happen when the nodes are in Cancer and Capricorn. So the Black Death, um, also known as the Great Plague or the Black Plague, occurred, the heart of the plague occurred during the nodes in Cancer and Capricorn. Um, so you can kind of look at that in this chart. Um, but you can see in this particular chart, uh, Saturn, South Node, Neptune, all in Capricorn with a lot of other things going on um, during the Black Plague. So there's something kind of really interesting. It's like man versus earth as well. There's a, a battle, a struggle between humans and and the mother um, herself the earth 
Um, in 430, the plague of Athens occurred during the Cancer Capricorn nodal placement. Again, you can look at this chart, and this one is even more interesting. Um, oh, and sorry, this is this is a different example. Um, this is actually with the North Node in Capricorn and the South Node in Cancer, but Pluto's in Capricorn in this chart. And I just thought it was interesting that like this other huge plague in Athens took place during the nodes in Cancer and Capricorn, just vice versa. Um, another very, very important event happened with the nodes in Cancer and Capricorn, and that was the beginning of the Reformation when good old Martin Luther went and pinned on the door um, a document that would change the Western civilization forever. I'll go more into what the Reformation was and the significance of it in the presentation. And you can look at that chart there. Pluto was in Capricorn, South Node was in Capricorn when the Reformation began which was yeah, like the biggest deal ever. Um, the American Revolution, <laughs> not a little deal, a big deal, occurred um, with the Pluto in Capricorn and the South Node in Capricorn. And this is a chart for um, January 9th, 1777. And this was uh, actually the battle at Princeton, which is a pretty big battle. This is the chart for that um, event. Um, Jupiter in Cancer, North Node in Cancer. And of course, our America became a country. Um, and there's two charts for America to become a country. The first is the 4th of July chart, which is a signing of the Declaration of Independence. Now, the nodes were actually in um, Leo and um, Aquarius for the 4th of July chart. And there's all kinds of debates amongst the, uh, the world of astrology about the actual chart of this and the others because we're not certain about the time. Nevertheless, the nodes were in Leo and Aquarius at the time. And Pluto was in Capricorn. And of course, we are going into our Pluto return as a nation and the nodes are hitting our natal Pluto as we speak, which suspects um, some change in the American politics, which clearly is happening. And then if you look at the chart here of the signing of the Constitution, um, which actually occurred on September 17th of 1787, the nodes of the moon are in fact in Cancer and Capricorn at one degree. Um, so there's just incredible Cancer Capricornian energy in the chart of America and, um, and in Egypt and these incredibly powerful empires in the Vedic Empire. And all of these empires that were born under this nodal placement have such a huge, massive influence on culture at large and then go through shifts during, during these transits. And um, again, this is this powerhouse energy of Cancer and Capricorn. And here is a list of some of the famous people. And obviously, I'm going to go into this at much more depth in the longer presentation. But um, some of the most notable figures, I'm going to start with the women, are Frida Kahlo, who is like the most androgynous female in history. She wore a mustache and a unibrow, which I was totally born with, by the way. I don't have them now because I figured out how to groom my masculine facial hair for my female face, but I was definitely born with a mustache and a unibrow like Frida. She was just much braver than me and rocked it and rocked her Capricorn Cancer energy. Uh, Serena Williams is listed here. Of course, she's incredibly masculine. Um, um, Margaret Thatcher, which was the leader of England, um, the parliament, and she was uh, the prime minister. And you can, you know, you can watch the Meryl Streep movie about her if you want to learn about Margaret Thatcher, but she was incredibly masculine. And 
you know, hated by a lot of people as a, a very masculine woman. And of course, the queen, she has this placement. And there's a certain androgyny that happens then with the men as well. You'll see men like Rod Stewart and Johnny Depp and um, uh, George Michael and John F. Kennedy. And I actually have here Neil Young because I went to a Neil Young concert once and it was the only time in my entire life that I went to any event where the boys had a longer line at the bathroom than the girls because dudes love this guy because he speaks to that feminine emotional part of the masculine experience. And I was, I mean, that was like one of the most mind blowing experiences. And of course, when I saw his chart, it just made absolute sense. And we also have Marilyn Monroe because this is the other thing is everybody's chart is different. And everyone who shares the cancer Capricorn nodal axis is going to have that androgyny, of course, but it might be highlighted like very feminine or very masculine. And in the case of Marilyn Monroe, of course, she was incredibly feminine appealing in that way. Um, but she, she had that struggle. There's no doubt about it. And of course she hooked up with another um, person with this placement, John F. Kennedy. Um, and we'll go more into that in the further presentation. Uh, here's a, a list of guys and I'm going to name some of these names because these are just names to listen out for, for the next 18 months, because they're um, the ones who are still alive at least are about to have their nodal return and shit uh, changes at your nodal return like it is changing for me right now. So people like Garth Brooks, you're going to hear a lot about um, Jeff Bezos. I go into his chart and to a, a lot more extent in the longer presentation, but to look out for things with Amazon and what happens with Amazon for the next 18 months, Michael Jordan, um, Kim Jong-un of Korea. So just a heads up about that. Uh, Russell Crowe, Lenny Kravitz, and then another one of those androgynous dudes. Um, and then I go into the more masculine side of, of this, you know, because there's these like incredibly masculine men with this placement as well. So, um, and, and here I have um, Bob, Bob Marley, I have Paul Newman, I have Barry Bonds. So this is a placement where people are usually incredibly athletic as well. Um, like myself, just born a natural athlete and can do things physically very easily. Um, uh, so like the list of athletes was too much to list. So I didn't even put it in the presentation to be honest, but Prince William also has this. So it's, you know, look out for him the next 18 months. Uh, Eric Clapton, John Wayne, such a super masculine guy. And then I have um, Adam Gainsburg, or not Adam Gainsburg, <laughs> Alan Gainsburg, excuse me. And then here's a list of some of the women and you can see just how masculine they all are. So um, from um, Catherine Hepburn to Simone de Beauvoir, I'm going to go into her chart more. She's the leader of like the feminist movement. Um, Betty Davis, Whitney Houston, Michelle Obama, Tracy Chapman, incredibly androgynous, Amy Winehouse. And this list just goes on, but you can look at that in the video. And this is an element of women who have this, who are just incredibly strong. And so I just put it together, like Beyonce, Serena Williams, and Michelle Obama. And this is a picture of these girls hanging out. And like, they're not like little deals. They're big deals. And not only like they're big deals and they're about to all have their nodal return. Beyonce's already technically been through hers, but um, well, yeah. Um, depending on which chart you look at, but there's a picture of these three women hanging out and, and they're big deals. They're big deal people. And of course, Beyonce and Serena Williams also have Pluto and Saturn and Jupiter in the same sign, but uh, so they're incredibly powerful. Um, but you have to start paying attention to this energy. And, and this is not just like weak people born with this placement. This is incredibly strong people um, for a variety of reasons. 
And then you'll notice a lot of the royalty has this. So John F. Kennedy had this placement. The Queen has this placement. Prince William has this placement. Um, and of course, I have all of these people hanging out together. So Serena Williams and Prince William. Serena Williams with Prince William and Beyonce with Prince William. And, um, and actually, Helen Marin, who played the Queen, has this placement. And there's a photo here of Helen Marin and the Queen. And like a lot of the people with the nodal axis in Cancer and Capricorn have met the Queen. It's just it's like a royalty um, thing, um, uh, people born with this placement. Uh, here's some of the androgynous men, Johnny Depp and Lenny Kravitz, George Michael, Rod Stewart, and Brad Pitt. And I'll go more into that in a more presentation. Um, another great example is Eddie Redman, um, of the, the, the sexy hot little number from England. He's, I think he's incredibly sexy and incredibly hot. Um, and he dressed as a woman in a movie. I have not seen the, the, the movie, to be honest, because I, I didn't want to see him. Um, um, as a woman, I'm not ready to see it. I wasn't able to, but he pulls it off very, very well. And there's that incredible androgyny once again, that he is just as attractive as a man as he is as a woman. Um, and this does not mean that Cancer Capricorn people will have transgendered um, experiences, but they might feel um, a little androgynous. Like uh, I've definitely felt that a lot of my life. I'm this woman, but I, I, when I was little, I got along with boys so much better and I hung out with boys all the time. And it's taken me a lifetime to really step into my femininity consciously, very consciously. And he's got um, the sun and the south node in Capricorn. Um, and then you've got someone like Tony Dow, who was the brother of Beaver and Leave It to Beaver. And I grew up watching Leave It to Beaver. Um, so I'm really familiar with that. But that's like the most classic family show ever in history. Uh, in fact, it's kind of what created the 2.5 syndrome in America. And, you know, he was this figure who acted in that. And um, and that's the thing about Cancer Capricorn, it's royalty and it's family values. And, you know, I can, again, speak for myself, like my family is like very, very, very important to me. Like very, very, very important to me. And so this, this element of Cancer Capricorn, you might be putting your family first right now and you should, this is a really important time to spend time with your family um, because the chaos of the world um, can get too much. And sometimes at the end of the day, like a woman I met on my trip, on my journey around the country, she said, more kisses and more hugs is the key right now. And, and that is it. Kiss your family members, hug your family members. Um, that's, that's our salvation. Again, this is the wisdom of the Council of the Grandmothers. Of course, I go into Frida's chart. I already talked about her, but ugh, I love Frida so much. I love Frida so much. Um, Simone de Beauvoir, Michelle Obama with her arms, <laughs> her man arms. Again, masculine. Um, King Jun Un, of course, look out for him in the news, and uh, the Queen, look out for her in the news. Jeff Bezos, and uh, and so ultimately, I'm going to end this presentation for the podcast now. Um, but ultimately, the takeaway for this time, as I say in the presentation, is work hard, enjoy the peace in the moment, flow with your masculine and feminine energies, hold the space with your head held high, family values, be royal, be still. And so I'll leave it there for the podcast episode today. And I hope that you have found this to be valuable. 
Um, I worked actually really hard on that presentation. I spent hours and days actually researching it and, and I'll be sharing that in the presentation. And like I said, that presentation is available for purchase, but also available for donation-based fee. I'm offering any of my presentations right now, one of my presentations for a donation-based fee to help me with my medical expenses that I'm about to incur because the nodal return is real and the gods and goddesses above are forcing me to step into my cancer energy, which is to nurture myself and to be still and, and trust and be more nurturing and take a more feminine approach to business. And I'm not entirely sure what that's going to look like or what that is yet, in fact, but uh, I hope that all of you have gained a lot of insight and help from this presentation and have gained a lot of help and insight from all of my podcasts and all of the work I've been doing and the readings I've been giving. And, um, and I hope you guys can help me because I need help. I just do. And I think it's a feminine thing. It's a cancer thing to ask for help when you need it. Um, yeah, I've, I've learned a lot with this nodal placement and I've made a lot of mistakes and so have all of you, you know, all of you have lived through things, made mistakes and are learning and, and your, your chart is sure to show you what it is you're learning and how you'll learn and what will be the most beneficial for your particular path in this world. And sometimes the body will break down to help us. And I'm grateful that my body is screaming at me right now and demanding my attention because I know this is what I need to have a fulfilling life in this, in this lifetime. And, um, yeah, I just really love all of you so much. I love the support you've all given me up to this point and I hope I will get to continue this work. Um, if, if, if I can work it out and if all of you can help me work it out as well. So thank you so much. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. And again, be sure to go to AccessibleAstrology.com and under Learn, go to Products where you can buy any of the videos donation-based. And I'll be sending you a link of the video within about 24 hours of, of the donation um, because I have to get that um, um, organized to have sent to you once you purchase that. And any reading you book until Christmas Day you will also get a free presentation with that of your choice. So just make a note when you book a reading to tell me which um, presentation you would like. And that's for all of your friends and family as well. So I love you all so much. And I will be back with an episode when I am able to do so. In the meantime, hug your family members, love your family members, step into the space of holding change and holding pain and holding growth and power and be empowered without having to necessarily disempower the other step into your greatness step into your royalness you are great so much love to all of you and thank you so much for everything And just a reminder to not forget that when learning astrology and utilizing it in your life, there are always exceptions and important considerations to keep in mind. Astrology is a very powerful tool that has the potential to heal and also harm. 
Therefore, it is important to consider the responsibility of your actions when using astrology with clients, friends, family, but most importantly, yourself. No one really has the power to predict the future exactly or tell you who you are. Only you have this authority. So enjoy these insights, use them in your life responsibly, and much love to you all.